This is Kylie, and you're listening to episode 18 of Fixer Up. If this is your first time checking me out, thank you. In my opinion, this is a great use of your time. If you've listened to other episodes and have decided to listen to yet another one, thank you. I mean, seriously, in my opinion, this is a great use of your time. I appreciate you coming back to listen to me. I just hope I have something to say. Who am I kidding? I always have something to say. And this next story about this next guy is a doozy. I might just make him into a whole series unto himself. There's so much to unpack here. I've referred to him in a few different episodes. And if you've been paying attention, you'll guess that I'm talking about Alec. When I was thinking about how to start the conversations about Alec, I was getting a bit stuck. I wasn't sure what I wanted to focus on first or even what parts would be helpful to someone else. Do I edit out part of the madness or do I simply just go through the whole mess that it was? Well, wouldn't you know it? The universe helped answer the question for me. I know you're thinking, of course it did. Actually, it did. Seriously, man, it totally did. I cannot make this shit up. And here's how that answer presented itself. Okay, so just the other day, I was talking to somebody who I will call biochemist. And before you get all confused about how someone recent could have anything to do with Alec, who was at the end of last summer and was also pretty much the tail end of my 2021 roster, let me just tell you about what happened with the biochemist and then you'll easily see how it fits nicely into place. Biochemist is someone I matched with last March. I met him pretty much right after Obi-Wan broke up with me. We've been communicating with each other ever since we matched, and by communicating, I mean mostly texting. We've talked on the phone a few times, but not in a very long time. I met him once in person on St. Patty's Day. Although we've been texting for a while, nothing was consistent at all. It was more so at the beginning, but now it's simply a few random text messages, maybe once or twice a week. Personally, I wrote off the idea or the notion of ever seeing him again. I mean, if he liked me or wanted to get to know me better, it would be more consistent, right? For a while there, I actually thought he was married. It's too bad, too. I think we could have liked each other. I was definitely starting to like him. He was smart, cute, witty, and had these amazing eyes. Like, they were just gorgeous. I'm sure they are still gorgeous. And a huge bonus. (laughs) I know you think I'm going to say something else was huge. I never found out about that. We legit only met once and we only made out. That was it. Anyways, what I was going to say was a huge bonus of getting to know him was that I felt totally comfortable being my nerdy self around him. Conversations never got boring. It was fun. Anyway, a couple days ago, biochemists resurfaced as he was known to do occasionally. But this time he resurfaced hard. I mean, responding more quickly, engaging in the conversations more, maybe even a little bit more rejuvenated. I'm sure you know what I mean. At some point of the conversation, he told me that he was horny, that he missed me, and asked if I wanted to try again. I'm pretty sure it was in that order too. Wait, first he asked me if I still wanted to see him and my exact answer was, I don't have an answer for that. And then he asked me if we should maybe try again. My first instinct was to simply say no. I mean, communication was sporadic at best. I actually typed out no, but then erased it and said maybe instead. I'm not sure why I didn't say no, but I'll get to that in a second. Okay, after I told him maybe, I texted, and this is verbatim, but TBH, to be honest, for those of you who don't know what that means, if you're just looking to get laid, I'm not your girl. Next, I texted him a minute later and said, I'm not interested in a hookup anymore. 
Right away, he texts me back with, that's insulting. I sat there for a second and thought, what did I say that was insulting? So I responded to him that I didn't mean to insult him. And then I texted, I apologize. That wasn't my intention. I was getting nothing back from him. And about 15 minutes later, I texted and asked if he was cross with me and then left it at that. The whole interaction got me thinking, what did I do that was so insulting? At this point, I grabbed my journal and just started writing. I wanted to let myself go down this rabbit hole. You know how sometimes you see yourself at the edge of a very deep hole and you contemplate whether you're going to jump or not? Well, this time I was fully going to jump. Blinders off, if you will. After biochemist texted that what I said was insulting, my gut, my trained to please a man brain, wanted to apologize to him right away. To say something like, oh my God, sexy eyes. That's what I sometimes called him. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. I'm so sorry. Obviously, based on what I've mentioned, I didn't send that message. I stopped myself. I didn't need to be running back to grovel, almost begging him to forgive me because I did nothing wrong. All I did was tell him in no uncertain terms that I'm not interested in a hookup. I didn't say it rudely to him. I just flat out said it. And after all, there's no reason to mince words. He's a scientist for fuck's sake. He could certainly understand what I was saying. So... Was he mad because I hit the nail on the head? Maybe he's not used to such a direct female. I may never know, and that's okay. That's the first level of the rabbit hole, barely scratching the surface. Let's go a little bit deeper and touch on the bigger picture here. My abandonment issues run so deep that I've not been vocalizing my truth for pretty much my whole adult life, maybe even my whole life. I'm programmed to simply run back and beg for biochemists to forgive me I'm sure you can see my air quotes. When all I did was tell my truth about where I am at this moment, I stood up for myself. I mean, it wasn't even major. I just spoke up and said what no longer works for me. Am I supposed to start something in a toxic way because the scientist is showing more interest? Now, this is where I really went down the rabbit hole. How many toxic relationships have I been part of because I've been running back or starting somewhere where I shouldn't have been in the first place? How easy is it to fall back into the pattern my pattern of toxicity. Does it all stem from my abandonment issues? On that note, let me tell you a little bit about a toxic relationship and how crazy it all gets and how it's something that I fight all the time, sometimes more successfully than others. You'll have to decide for yourself if the story of Alec is successful or not. Okay, so how's that for a segue? Does that kind of make sense about why biochemist helped me with the thing for Alec? I hope so. Anyways, let's get into it. Although I had the roster going and I had three people on my roster, I had Obi-Wan, I had Neil, and I had Boytoy. I was looking for someone else because I knew Boytoy would be short-lived. Now, I kind of feel like I didn't mention that much about Boytoy before. As you can imagine from his name, he was young. He was cute and had a solid body. All he did all day was hang around the house, help his mom, and play soccer. That was it. That's all he did. So you can picture somebody who was very, very fit. And as you've learned about me, I needed somebody who had a lot of stamina. And Boy Toy had stamina. I mean, he was young and fit. He was obsessed with soccer, though. First time he came over to my place, I told him that I was actually painting a room. But if he wanted to watch me, he could. So he got really, really high, came over and watched me paint a room. He was so high, though, that all he did was eat my Doritos and watch soccer on my laptop while I was painting the room. I told him that he ever came over to my house again, acting like one of the teenagers in my life, that I would immediately kick him out and it would be over before it even started. 
Anyways, as I was saying, I knew he would be short-lived, so I was still looking for somebody who could be a more permanent player on the roster. As you know, when I wanted or needed something last summer, all I did was ask the universe for it. I'm still asking the universe for things, actually, and it's still working. So I suggest you try it. It's awesome. Anyways, I was looking for a third, and wouldn't you know it, in walks Alec. I don't remember what his Tinder profile said, but I must have thought that he was funny and good looking. We matched and started texting. The first time we were texting, I was actually sitting in a bar in Vegas with Jill and Missy. We were grabbing breakfast before I had to leave for the airport. I was getting slightly buzzed. I think we all were. Because? The runner gave our food to another table, so the bartender gave us some free cocktails. And I think all I ordered for breakfast that day was a side of bacon and a side of toast. Couple that with some bloodies and some beer backs equals Kylie is a slightly tipsy girl. I mean, that still kind of sounds like a perfect breakfast to me. (laughs) Maybe not the beer backs as long as I have the caffeine inside. I mean, I guess it depends on the day for the beer backs. Anyways, I digress. Alec and I had kept this stupid and funny texturing going during breakfast on the way to the airport after security while I was waiting for the flight. It was pretty fun. He was actually the guy I mentioned in episode 12 when I did the Q&A with some of my girls. He was the one who sent me the duck pic instead of the dick pic. The banter with him was funny and witty. I could tell from the exchange that he was bright. It was geeky flirting, which is something I liked about biochemist. Clearly, some things for me haven't changed. I'm pretty sure Alec liked flirting with me too. Because by the time I got off the plane, Alec had already given me his number to call him when I got home. He hated the endless texting, which is something I did appreciate about him. I mean, don't we all kind of hate the endless texting? It drives me nuts. Anyways, my Uber ride wasn't taking me too far from his place. And he wanted me to stop over for a drink. But I was meeting Boy Toy at my place when I got home. And there was no way I was about to have Alec come over or me go to Alec's house when I'd only met him on text for a couple hours. Like there was no way that wasn't going to happen. Anyways, I don't remember if Alec and I texted the next week or not. Maybe we did maybe one or two times. I, I do remember that I called him and asked for what I thought was his name, but it turned out that he didn't use his real name on his Tinder profile. I do ask everyone now that I give my cell phone number to if it is their real name or if that is just what they call themselves on Tinder. Anyways, I asked for Joe and he was like, who is this? So I told him and then he was like, oh, right. Okay, one second. Hold on. And then he hung up on me. I remember looking at the phone going, what the actual fuck was that? Like, all right, hindsight. I should have probably walked away at that point. Like that should have been my total massive red flag. But you know me. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. (laughs) Anyways. About a week later, he texted me again and we started talking on the regular. And as I've mentioned in the past, I have a thing for voices. I'm a Gen X kid and I like to talk. So not only was it on the regular, it was like a lot. We're having massive conversations, which is also good for me because I'm a Scorpio. Long conversations make perfect sense to me. I don't want any surface bullshit conversations. I want the meat and I want it now. Anyways, we started talking. I felt like we talked for hours and hours several times a week. It was awesome and freaky and weird all at the same time. 
Turns out that he was from the Champagne area, which is where I went to school, and we knew a lot of the same people. Not only that, but we were probably at the same parties back in the day, which is kind of weird to think about. Both of us commented on these threads that went through my life and through his life and how it was like weirdly coincidental. And to that end, we also seem to be from similar family backgrounds. I mean, I've talked about how I was raised by wolves. His situation was pretty similar. You know, responsible for younger siblings, you know, true Gen X latkey, but like to the extreme. Anyways, it was definitely an attraction, but also very unsettling at the time. Okay, so this is where I think I'm going to stop for now. Like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot to unpack with Alec. There'll definitely be a part two and a part three and maybe even a part four. I'm not I'm not sure exactly how to do this one. Anyways, so thank you so much for listening to episode 18 of Fixer Up. Please remember that I'm the type of person who analyzes and pulls things apart. So please be patient with me as I pull this Alex string. As you've heard and will learn, it's a lot to unravel and it's, it's going to be a lot. So fingers crossed that I've learned something. I hope that you end up thinking, start thinking about your own patterns. Maybe it's toxicity, maybe it's not, but maybe you think about your patterns and you figure out a way to weave yours into a lovely quilt or something. I mean, that would be great. I hope mine looks like a quilt at the end. I don't know. I love quilts, so hopefully. Anyways, if you like this episode, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe, and tell your friends. If you'd like to get a hold of me, my socials are mkylieD. My email is fixherup01 at gmail.com. Voicemail is 773-236-1112. And please check out my website. It's www.fixherup.net. All right, great. Thanks again, Pupich. See you guys in a couple weeks.